Hong Kong is the fourth largest financial market in the world. It's not only an international financial center, it is the most important gateway to mainland China, and connectivity is the key to enhancing cross-border transactions. The Chinese central government is committed to ensuring that Hong Kong maintains its status as a free port and separate customs territory. Now, you might disagree with that last statement, but it is not to take away from this Forbes article's statement that I just read from you for you, and you can see the link in the description below. It's important to understand the that Hong Kong is a very important and vital financial hub and having them get into crypto would be huge. And don't forget, in mainland China, it is illegal to mine them or trade them or anything. So the Chinese potentially could get access to crypto through the Hong Kong market. And if you doubt that whether the Chinese people like crypto, all you have to do is do a little Google search to see where crypto trading is in China. It went to, it, the hash rate for Bitcoin went to zero the summer that China banned all Bitcoin, all crypto transactions and mining and all activity. Well, guess what? Two to three months later, it was up to 30% and crypto transactions are jumping high in mainland China. So why do I bring this up? Because Hong Kong has gone crypto. That's right. I have today a report for you updating where Hong Kong is and going crypto. Welcome back to How About That Crypto. I am your host, Bitcoin Stylist. This is your home for crypto and Web3 news and updates. Don't forget, this is not financial advice. If you need a tax accountant, if you need a lawyer, if you need a financial advisor, go and call one because I'm not either on none of those. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcasts, you can use the links below to follow along. And I will just jump right in here. Okay, so the first first article is by Judith Banner Manquist on Coin Telegraph, and the title of the article is called "Hong Kong Issues: 800 Million HKD or Hong Kong Dollars in Tokenized Green Bonds." The bonds were unwritten by four banks and priced at a yield of 4.05 percent. So. If you remember, and uh, not that long ago, I guess a week or two ago, you know, sometime uh, this year, I reported, it wasn't that long ago, I reported on Hong Kong is going crypto and opening up investment to retail traders. It's currently in Hong Kong. It's trading of crypto is only available to accredited investors, aka rich people. So so what I got here is just another furthering example. So all that's still underway, and I'm going to get into more specifics with you. So this is actual, very interesting. It says here that the government of Hong Kong announced on February 16th that it had issued 800 million Hong Kong dollars, roughly 100 million U.S. dollars in tokenized green bonds under its green bond program. The bonds were unwritten by four banks and priced at a yield of 4.05%. According to the announcement, the platform used Goldman Sachs tokenization protocol GSDAP for the bond, which uses a private blockchain network to settle security tokens representing the beneficial interest of bonds in a T plus one payment versus payment manner and cash tokens representing claims on the Hong Kong dollar. So what have I just read here? What I've read here is that Hong Kong has issued 100 million US dollars worth worth of 
bonds and they use Goldman Sachs private blockchain network. Okay, so the private blockchain network is interesting because Goldman Sachs gets to decide who they use, they allow onto that network. So you don't really want a bunch of private networks because that creates too, too way more control than the banks already have. So I think this is interesting. Now, this could be a test run. However, it does make sense that the big banks have their own blockchains that they use. Uh, they're either going to have to share those blockchains, which means they're going to have to share control over the nodes, uh, which means that they will not be really private. I mean, they'll be privately held by people that have competing interests. They have dual or common interests, but they also have competing interests. So I think that that is an interesting thing to watch. And then it goes down here and it just talks about how... Um, by using blockchain chain technology to create digital tokens, issuers can provide more transparency, efficiency, and accessibility in the issuance and trading of securities. So I've talked about this many times, the concept of tokenizing securities. So think of trading the stock market 24-7 all over the world. So that is something that I think is eventually going to happen where there won't be an opening and closing bell because these will move around the world on blockchain technology. So that is really interesting news. Let me know what you think. I'm going to keep moving along. And so, boom, Hong Kong is using crypto. All right. So next story is by Scott Cipollina, and it's on Financial Times. And it's titled, Hong Kong unveils plans to let retail investors trade cryptocurrencies. So I've already reported on this, and this is just an update. It says, Hong Kong has pushed ahead with plans to let retail investors trade cryptocurrency as it vies for Singapore for supremacy as a digital asset hub. So something that's important, Hong Kong lost its number three spot. I believe the uh, number one market is New York, and then I believe it's London. Uh, we could look that up real quick if you'd like. So it's not really important. The point is that if for Asia, it was Hong Kong was number three, and now Singapore is number three. And that has a lot to do with COVID, all the excessive restrictions, et cetera. Now they're trying to get their spot back. Under plans launched on Monday by the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission, the industry's two largest crypto tokens, which is Bitcoin and Ether, would be opened up to retail customers and licensed exchanges would be required to ensure clients have sufficient knowledge of virtual assets before they are allowed to trade. So I imagine there will be some sort of quiz or test and plus disclaimers and disclosures. Um, all digital trading, sorry, all digital asset trading platforms operating in Hong Kong or actively marketing to Hong Kong investors would need to be licensed. And it says the proposal will, which will first be subject to a six week consultation with interested parties would also require that no more than 2% of client funds be stored in hot wallets, a term used to describe online accounts seen as vulnerable to hacks or phishing scams because their keys are stored online. So I think hot wallets is interesting. I wonder if they're also talking about commingling of funds. That's not on here. And that's like the, industry's biggest problem but if they look at two percent of client funds being stored in hot wallets that means you'd have to store them in a cold wallet now could they be co-mingled with other people it doesn't define it doesn't say but i imagine that this two percent thing is really interesting that means that means that the exchanges could only pull two percent of 
of uh, your assets. Anyway, something to think about and pay attention to as things go on. So these are real rules, and I'm sure the international community is paying attention. Maybe Gary Gensler is too. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment below. I think this is awesome. Of course, they're restricted to Bitcoin and Ethereum, but that's okay. They got to figure out what all these other coins are and how to define them. All right. Last story here is... Um, it's a it's called De Decert LLP. It's a law firm, and they're writing on proposed Hong Kong stablecoin licensing regime. I thought this was really interesting because uh, we know stablecoins have been attacked in the USA and uh, and in Europe. They're trying to create all over the world. They're trying to create CBDCs, but there's also stablecoins that are I think circles issuing a euro and. Uh, but there's like a euro and a pound stablecoin on the horizon. And some of these companies like Binance might not even use the U.S. dollar stablecoins except for maybe Tether because of the U.S. rules. So what is Hong Kong's rules look like? It says that uh, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority released something in early January on crypto assets and stablecoins. So they had some time to look it over and read it. And here's a little bit about what they're saying. It says that, um, let's see. So they don't like algorithmic stablecoins. No surprise. I reported on Doquan, I think, yesterday. And you can go back and check that out and find out more information about that. Uh, let's see. Um Adopting the same risk, same regulation approach. So there's going to be governance, issuance, stabilization, and wallets. So there's going to be uh, rules around all of that. And basically, you're going to need to have, if you want to issue a, a stable coin and use it with Hong Kong in Hong Kong or with Hong Kong investors, then you're going to have to get a license for that. You're probably going to need to have a uh, office in Hong Kong. And uh, so it says local incorporation requirement, a legislative approach is, um, it says it is not finalized how it will implement the regime. And uh, they said the standalone legislation, they're thinking maybe they need a standalone legislation versus tailoring their current existing rules. And uh, then there's existing stable coins. And the question is what they'll, how they'll have to deal with it and uh, whether they'll want to deal with Hong Kong rules. And so as long as the rules are relatively easy to follow, then we might see Circle open up an office there and uh, issue the USDC, which would be really interesting. And it says timeline and next steps. It says having considered the volatility and risk of stable coins, as well as the need to adopt the latest international recommendations and align Hong Kong's regula regulatory regime for stable coins within those regimes and other jurisdictions. So blah, 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 blah. Basically, the proposed timeline will also allow them to conduct further assessment. Obviously, the collaboration will help to avoid regulatory arbitrage. In conclusion, while there are still much to be developed and confirmed for the stablecoin a license regime, the proposals for stablecoin license regime represents a significant and encouraging step in furthering Hong Kong's aim to become Asia's virtual asset hub. And there you go. There's the rub right there. Hong Kong wants to beat Singapore and Hong Kong wants to be on top. They saw a ton of people and money exit because of COVID. So now they're getting back on top. Hong Kong's gone crypto. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment below. I think this is super bullish. This could, this could negate some macro headwinds 
in crypto because if this if these rules enable china and who are are not as easily actively engaging in the crypto markets they have to defy their government but if they create a way to on-ramp people into through hong kong and we have access to the fourth largest financial sector in the world that could be where some of the bullish sentiment is coming from right now and could come in despite what the u.s is dealing with let me know what you think leave a comment below have a good day hodl on